Episode 52, baby! Welcome back to What the Fumble. It has taken a year, but I think we've finally hit our stride in these domains of dread. We are still alive, still afraid, and still as dysfunctional as ever, but... At least we've had fireworks, river dancing, and near-death experiences, and secret tunnels underneath a mountain. That's just since episode 50. Are we gonna keep riding this dungeon crawl high, or will it all come crashing down around us? Hard to say for sure, but for now, please join us as we deal with episode 52, A Minor Inconvenience. So what the fuck was up with that Polish dancing bullshit you were talking about last week? Oh, man. Do we go into it? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're obligated to now. We've scratched the surface. We got to now. It has to be done. Is yeah. it pole dancing? Do I need to bring out dollar bills? Uh, no, pole-ish dancing. Huh. Like from Poland? Like, uh... Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh... I, yeah, I, okay, fine. We'll come clean. Uh, Miles and I used to be part of a Polish folk dance group um uh, on purpose yeah well he, the thing is in high school we took a funny program advanced program and you need to do things outside of school you need creative based hours or in action service hours and service based hours and if you didn't do that you didn't get your diploma and what happened was it was like last semester grade 12 and it's like and a friend of ours was like hey join this polish folk dance group get your creative hours Okay, and then all of a sudden we stuck with it for like seven or eight years, learned a bit of the language, performed in in Toronto and big cities. And wait, stuff. what? Oh, I, was, yeah. I was in a commercial for Multicultural Fest, and <laughs> I was like, what? This yeah. is the first time we're yeah. we've been we've known each other for like six years, dancing parades and what uh, is it, Roncesvalles, which the was... Roncesvalles Street Festival, which we were in the paper, and I guess our dance group performed in front of one hundred and fifty thousand people over the course of three days. Shut up. <laughs> Where are these commercials? Oh, I was on there for like half a second. I don't like, care. It was for Multicultural Fest years ago. What the hell is Polish dancing? Sorry for my ignorance, but is that like... Apparently it's a big fucking deal. Seriously, it's super popular, whatever it is. Uh, Is that like arms crossed, bent down to the Uh, ground style? Actually, what people quintessentially think of when they think of like the Russian kicks, the, the Poles do that too. Uh, so yes, David and I did all of that jazz. Um, uh, we did, um, and we dressed in, um, uh, traditional garb as well, which was these look- ridiculous woolen costumes yeah, so- that were sweaty as hell. Oh yeah. So like, in- how close to later hosen are we talking here? Very close. Extraordinarily. <laughs> oh my god, do you still have the costumes? Uh, we have plenty of pictures. <laughs> and we weren't allowed to keep them because the costumes, since they were traditional, they were worth literally tens of thousands of dollars. Well, what the hell? That ruins Colin's weekend away. Although, what I imagine, from, and the reason why I brought it up last episode, was because there's Polish Highland dancing, and it's called Guralski. <laughs> oh yeah. From the Gural Mountains. <laughs> 
All right, I, bring that dwarf ghost back. <laughs> we're gonna we need a vivid off. description. Is he Polish? I worked with some Irish Highland dancers. Uh, yeah, there's there's all kinds of Highland. Yeah, you got to see what's going on. You can on. also imagine the... Um, uh, Let's let's just call it the conflict that I had when I was in the Polish dance group taking a Russian studies degree <laughs> at the time at university. Oh, that sounds fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, every single Polish song we sang, I sang with a Russian accent. Oh, yeah, and we had to sing Polish, traditional Polish folk songs in Polish, of course. Um, and it was connected to a parish, and... I've gone to 99.9% of the church goings that I've gone to have all been in Polish. <laughs> this is another world. <laughs> yeah, David and I aren't Polish. <laughs> David, you're the windows and doors guy. What the hell? <laughs> oh, man. I wish microphones could capture the act of dancing. I smell a what the fumble TikTok account in our future. Oh, no. oh Lord. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> I can't wait for the Polish dancing fumbles. <laughs> yeah, the fumble has nothing to do with combat anymore. It's just you have to make a video. <laughs> what we know, oh, we that's know, gross. what we went through. What thirteen regional Polish folk dances? Yeah, I think that we have under our belt that were choreographed and all that jazz. Yeah, the longest of which was a fourteen-minute dance. Yeah, Nowosandetsky. <laughs> I just love how if we do a what the fumble TikTok. And the punishment for fumbles is uh, a little dance number. Justin's going to have no name characters from now till the end of the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll have to twerk. So who's really losing here? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> and certainly not the viewers. <laughs> You're welcome. So, yeah, there, there's another side of Miles and I's lives outside of this table. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Uh, well... You guys managed to uh, buy yourselves a little bit of time. But here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Tie your bags up double tight or else the bag man comes at night. It's nighttime. Bag man might be coming. So there we were in this dwarven mine. You are currently in the bagpipe room still. You haven't managed to tip over the pedestal, even though you're pretty confident that uh, the draft underneath it indicates there's probably some kind of secret something going on under there. But the failed attempt from Looster kind of triggered everybody's, or the characters sort of realizing something super wrong with Lustra. Uh, so we did some, we did some lesser restoration. Healed Lenara a little bit. Lenara just had to be cheeky and brush her hand against that bag to try to fool you. But now, <laughs> here we are. Seeing if anything grabs Lenara's hand while she pretends to pull a scroll out. David, do you still want to do it? I mean, the bag's now gone to Adam. Should we make Adam do it? Yeah. Zero minutes to midnight, buddy. Come on, Adam, do it. How about, this? How about we ro- each ro- roll one? No, 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 no. Oh, Adam, no. roll a D100. I will roll David's dice. There we go. There you go. I'm okay with that. It's this a team way, effort. I can kick him in the dick. <laughs> That's a turdy tree. 33? 33. That's the number, oh God! That's ah! the number of the bags. The one number. It certainly is a number. Nothing weird happens. 
He's not a big Patrick Waugh fan. Good. Excellent. <laughs> I was thinking this. I almost made the same reference, but I didn't think anyone would get it. <laughs> we got to go to a hockey game, bud. We are, we are big in Canada, I suppose. So Yeah. Greatest goalie ever. Greatest goalie of all time. Mm-hmm. Fantastic coach Sports. to watch, too. He'd get yeah. so angry as a coach. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> My favorite part as a Leafs fan is when you flipped off Montreal. <laughs> Oof, <Jeez>. Leafs fan. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, no, no, no. You no, no. to start listening. <laughs> Just once you get to episode 52, there's something you'll understand. <laughs> there's a hockey reference. On yeah, episode sports 52. boys, we got you right after the Polish folk dancing lesson. <laughs> of course. Oh, boy, yeah, that's going to sell that's, it. Great. That's, the, uh, great. That's, the bar- that's the barrier to entry right there. <laughs> they lost me at the Polish folk dancing, but they brought me back with the hockey. <laughs> so there we were, freshly... Lesser restored, looser is stress free. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're still sniper is now better at precision sniping. That's true. Mm-hmm. But still, deep down in this dwarven mine, the pedestal again. This uh, it's taken up a five foot square, big old golden pedestal with crystal box on top. Inside that crystal box, and a beautiful set of bagpipes. Uh, the same bagpipes that that ghostly dwarf had a ghostly version of. But you guys have determined, yeah, little breeze coming up from under the pedestal. Tried to push it over. Failed miserably. Would you like to try again? Uh, I'd like to examine the crystal chest on top of it. Like, is it is it, like, part of the pedestal? Or if we push this over, is it going to, like, slip off and shatter onto the floor? No, it's really heavy. That's why I couldn't push it over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you give it a little tap, maybe. You try to... Uh, Try to best to determine what's going on here, and yeah, imagine like a uh, you know, like in an art museum when they're displaying uh, an object, like a little statuette or something like that. It looks a lot like that, uh, but yes, the crystal case on top is very firmly secured. Matter of fact, if you want to give me a uh, investigation while you're over there, Tess. Sure. On Mona Lisa's bagpipes. <laughs> that is a five. Yeah. They are bagpipes, and they exist. And they're inside a crystal box on top of a pedestal. Ooh. I'm not sure they're on top of a pedestal. It may be a dais. Ooh. <laughs> that's it. We can't know for sure now. Mm. I think that's what I kept calling them last episode. Um, Slash is going to do the sensible thing and check for traps. What are the odds that this entire area full of traps has traps? I know. Just check the the pedestal and the crystal box for traps. Sure, go for it. Investigation, I presume? Yep. That is, with investigation, that's uh, 12. 12. You see no traps. All right. So, I mean, you do, again, find, like, the hinges at the bottom of the pedestal. A little breeze coming up from underneath it. Before we try this again, while that dwarf was, seemed to be cursing you out really hard... The bagpipes he was playing seemed to have power, especially over Linara. Would it be worth trying to get those out of this case? Can any of us play bagpipes? She asks, looking towards the bard. If you're asking if I have proficiency in noise, then sadly, no, I do not. I disagree, but all right. (laughs) The worst part is, every time I have a character and its musical instrument, I always throw away bagpipes on it, <laughs> and not for sorcerers. I, I want to take them. How about we try and uh, 
get the exit going, and heaven forbid the bagpipes fall out while we're doing that, you can run real fast. I can run really fast. What's just stopping us from taking... Yeah, the dwarf might come back, but maybe we can have a chat with the dwarf? See what he has to say? I mean, he doesn't seem to be very, you know, malicious. He just sings a jaunty tune from the sounds of it. Do any of us speak dwarf and or music and or um, flipping people off as they float into the floor is is my thing we can we have we can have all the best intentions in the world if we're not going to uh be able to convey them i think it'd be a waste of time i'm inclined to agree if they're still here on our way out then perhaps we can take them um is there a arcana or religious role i can make to see if he was a uh, set here as a guardian, or sent, or or stuck here as a ghost, like his his coming up and being like diddly dee bagpipes dance, motherfuckers. Was that malicious, like a duty or a punishment? Yeah, I guess we could try again. If I remember right, Lucifer's already made an insight check to try to figure out the dwarves' intentions. But sure, let's do it one more time. Well, that's a I tell low. I don't even want to count it. So, yep. That high, huh? Yeah. Just have to trust Lustra's word. I mean, like, based on the note that we found, like, it seems like there are levels and levels and levels of defenses. So chances are it was a great dwarven general and his last... I mean, he had all of the things. The medals and a giant beard. He was the captain of the marching band. Got ya. Sure. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, no, it would make sense for it to be a defensive... Thing. Yeah, that's clearly the calling talking because Tess would be like, ah, oh, what's with this dirty guy and his sack of noise? I Tess mean, or Slash, like, <laughs> yeah, fair. Oh, dirty guy. That makes me miss Merlin. Oh, oh, we love you, Soby. Um, I hate you, Soby. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Soby. buddy. <sighs> All right, well, um, Tess, like, just like limbers up her arms and it's like, well, Lustra, you're not feeling too good, but all right, as the next strongest member of the group, I will try to move this thing. She like flexes her, I don't know, like two inch diameter biceps. Lustra's <laughs> pride is going to get in the way and like, no, I'm going to get this pedestal. This pedestal isn't going to best me. If you want to give me a hand, go ahead, but we're doing it together. No way you're doing this alone. This isn't going to best me. Looster getting frustrated, so I'm going to try and get in on this, too. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, one of you roll with advantage. Whoever wants to roll, go for it. Uh, uh That's going to be 17. 17. Oh, wait, I don't have stress anymore. 18. Whoa. Oh, my God. Well, sure enough, this whole pedestal, it gets tilted over. Uh, to reveal that essentially the whole thing is a door in the floor. There's a mine shaft underneath, five by five. It has a very simple wooden ladder on one of the walls of the mine shaft. It goes down for 20 feet, and you can tell that, like, you know, there's another tunnel leading off at the bottom of the ladder. I think we may have found the real entrance that Steve mentioned. 
Also, well done, Lustra. Look at you hey, go. You see, oh. yeah, I'm tired. Of, yeah, it's, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just didn't get a good sleep last night. We're okay. Second wind. Well, it, since it seems it's hard to click our way out and go back, are we happy to take this exit right now? And wait, 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 wait. One does not simply walk into floor door. <laughs> All right, I moving on. I hate you. Oh <laughs> my God. You're never going to get inspiration again, Colin. <laughs> You'll never have it again at this rate. Just have like a negative backlog that I have to go through. I want the best for you, but I <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> God damn it. You I it's okay. I'll I'll bring snacks next time. <laughs> Those always bring you back into the onto the good side. It's true. It's true. Just purchasing my bad puns <laughs> with tasty treats. That's all I need, baby. Justin can be bribed. <laughs> I can with Boston Cream Donuts. Hell yeah. Write that down, Colin. Okay. Boston Cream. So right. what are we doing? We going down? We closing the door? Lustra should do some, like, deadlifts of it to try to get his strength back, you know, yeah. just do a little workout. No, I just, I just need, like, a coffee or an energy drink or something. I'm, I'm just tired. That's all it you is. You do feel, you feel pretty sluggish. Mm-hmm. You feel pretty sluggish. Does it look like we can easily um, latch it back in the floor so that everything's reset if we, when the last one goes down? The yeah, hole? same kind of deal. Like it, it just requires a bit of strength. I'm guessing it would take you guys like 20 attempts, but yeah, eventually. Yeah, well, we built for story, not not yeah. a realized party by any means. I say we leave it open just in case if we need to make a quick escape. Very yeah. fair. That that iron door that we ran into, you know, swung towards us, kind of meaning for an easier escape if you're panicking from something, right? Oh, is that close too? Uh, no, the no. the rune blew it open, and we didn't close it behind us. So well, okay, well, I suppose we have a bunch of exits to the door that before the fireball room that's locked. Are we planning on coming back in? What's our thoughts before we? I say we go down as deep as we can and then figure out what's down here to get as much as we can for Diamond and then leave. All right. Yeah. I mean, perhaps there's another exit as well. Who knows? But we've come this far. There's no sense in, you know, turning around now as from where I'm standing. Let us continue. Yes. Also, um, with the tilting over of the, um, the pedestal, it didn't, like smash the crystal against the ground or anything right it certainly didn't know the crystal box on top of the pedestal that houses those bagpipes uh seems very sturdy way sturdier than you you'd expect from crystal so maybe something going on there and it doesn't it doesn't shift in the slightest either it's does the light turn green when we shine the light on it is it a diamond Thing. Crystal? Uh, no, it's okay, not. Cool. No. It's almost like dwarves made it. Dirty dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> so, could I rescind my elven nope. racism? Nope. <laughs> uh, so, I think we'll continue with the same marching order, which would be Lustra, Salash, Lenara, Tess, I think. No. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. that is correct. And we'll continue on down. Okay. Right. Sounds good to me. So, you guys make your way down. This plain wooden ladder, not far from the bottom of the ladder, 
about 10 feet away actually is a fork in the path. Like there's another tunnel at the bottom of uh, the ladder that continues on and 10 feet down that tunnel is a fork in the path. To the left, the tunnel continues on into the darkness for as far as you can see. But to the right, the tunnel ends in a strange glittery glow that seems to be maybe 15 feet away from the fork from the intersection. So to the left, darkness. To the right, glittery glow. So are we talking like like fog and dark souls? like, Or are we talking like... It's just like a, a dim light that shiny sparklies. Shiny sparklies okay. is more uh, on point, I think. Yeah, it's a glittery glow. It's glittering. What do we think? I mean, we're going to go to the fork regardless. Shoot another arrow at it. <laughs> you hear from the top of the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a point. I'll shoot the glittery area. Uh. Do, so we're just seeing, like, glittery light coming in from... Because we haven't reached the T-intersection yet, correct? Correct, and it's not quite oh, okay. a T as much as it's a, a oh, Y, I suppose. Oh, okay. uh, a pretty wide Y, though, if that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, you'd kind of have to make your way to the intersection to, uh, mm-hmm. to aim oh. down the right corridor. Would... Hmm. I mean, we we had to deal with charm effects in the room above. Would, like, sparkly wooglies, I feel like that might be another charm thing. Would it be better if I shot an arrow, because I'm an elf? Or just, you peek first, and we'll see what happens. We just see the sparkles. We don't see what's beyond, I think, yet. So, uh, I'll actually go astride with lustra uh if there is if there is space um there is yeah we're back to like 10 back to the standard tunnel size and 10 feet in all directions cool so if there's something mentally nefarious hopefully at the very least one of us will be able to pull the other back i mean it costs a resource but i have a trick up my sleeve to deal with it do Uh, you have to do it before or can you do it after i can do it before and it lasts 10 minutes we've already used quite a bit and i mean we've opened two doors <laughs> <laughs> yeah here with your metagaming well, i, I mean, just don't like the idea of being charmed so very fair you know what here i'm i'm just gonna i'm you know what i'm going to take that risk um because i don't like the fact of what that bagpipes did to lanara so i'm gonna grab my rosary you know start counting the rosaries on my fingers you know put them through my fingers starts to glow And the glow starts to envelop my hand, and then it shoots up to my head. My head starts to glow. I'm going to cast Protection from Evil and Good on myself. Whoa. So for what that essentially does is, and it's not concentration, it lasts up to 10 minutes. Okay. And basically, uh, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures. In this case, Aberration, Celestials, Elemental Fae, Fiends, and Undead. Okay. Ghosts, I would imagine, are undead. The protection grants several benefits. Creatures of those types have disadvantage against me for attacks. Okay. The target also cannot be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. If the target's already charmed, frightened, or possessed by such a creature, the target has advantage on any new saving throw against the effect. All nice. right. So you have advantage against charm 
If it's coming from an undead or one of those. No, it, no, that's if I was already right now. I'm immune to it for the next 10 minutes. Yeah, you can't be charmed by anything um, of those creature types that is that were specified. Yeah, so um, aberrant celestial elemental phase. Yeah, exactly. yeah. If you're already an un- under an effect, you get another save with advantage. So because I'm doing it before I'm charmed, I have it. I have immunity. Assuming it's coming from them. Uh, assuming it's that, com- that's my question. If yeah. it's coming from one of the creatures on the list, correct. Yes. Correct. If it's not if it's a from charmer, a dwarf. if it was a regular from, from a dwarf, dwarf doesn't matter. Ba- a regular dwarf playing bagpipes, it wouldn't matter. Correct. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I burn that spell slot, and I'm going to move forward. So we're still in the same kind of marching order. Then Lucifer is leading the way. Correct. Yep. And I think Tess has moved up from the back to be next to Lustra, or at the very least. A little bit behind him. Slash and then Lenara in the back, I suppose. Yeah. Sort of two by two. Okie dokie. Okay, so I get into sight. So I get to the fork and I look down the glittery path. Yep. Do I see a doorway of some kind or is it just light? Once you get to the intersection and look down that glittery path towards the source of that strange glittery glow, you... And notice that the glow is coming from a big old thick vein of gold in the wall that is about 15 feet away from you. There are eight mining picks standing against the wall near that vein of gold among various size chunks of rocks and nuggets of pure gold. Oh, damn. The mining picks are rusted, they're used, but otherwise seem as if they're in working order. And a looser and Tess, give me a wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. Uh-oh. Is it against a charm effect? A flat wisdom saving throw, please. Sure thing. Lustra got a 21. So did Tess. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, very, very nice. For a brief moment, the two of you are kind of overwhelmed by the desire to go mine away at that gold. Sparkles and glitters and shines. It looks so shiny, yeah, so so tempting. And maybe behind that vein there is a stairway to the second floor of some sort of house, perhaps an (laughs) asylum. What would you like to do? Nothing strange happens. Do we do we feel like an urge take effect, or is is the knowledge that we had to make that save just above the table? Uh like is there something that I sh- that you know, I make it, feel let's to roll. Warn? Let's roll for it. Let's do uh, Arcana. That sure. sounds right. Eleven. Uh, yeah, I think that's enough to. For a moment there, you were like it was almost stronger than you, right? It was bigger than you. The desire to to go. Pick up one of those mining picks and mine away. Something uh, weird going on down there for sure. I'll call back to Lenara and Salash and say, there's something up to the right that makes you feel dwarvish and it feels really uncomfortable. Be very careful if you're coming up here. I, I'm not sure if, it, if you should even look this way, but I, I managed to shake it off at least. Yeah, I no, I, I, I think I may have... You felt a pull? I felt something. Okay. A desire to just dig and dig and dig. I think we have enough gold. Um, looking around, does the tunnel go deeper than this gold uh, vein? 
The tunnel that the gold vein is that is in does not. Yeah, the tunnel is about 15 feet deep, and at the end of the tunnel is that vein of gold. Yeah, and the tunnel to the left, the tunnel that goes into darkness, that goes on as far mm. as you can see. So I'm just going to look around to see if there's any diamond. Give it an old with the, 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 the bullseye lantern. With the bullseye yeah. lantern, and strangely enough, does not light up. No, nothing. Well, we're here for diamond, not gold, and I think we have enough gold in the bag of holding, so... I think we should probably... I think this is just a dead end. That's very fair. Um, I'm concerned about bringing our friends past. Um, well, let's just go down the other tunnel. I can just face the other way, Blanara says, with one finger already in her ear, humming whatever the opposite of bagpipe music is. <laughs> what is the opposite of bagpipe music? I would assume a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> I want to argue. <laughs> but... And yet, um, all right, uh, Linara, take my hand and close your eyes. We're just going, I'm just going to lead you past it about 20 feet just in case. Okay. So So Ash reaches out expectingly, (laughs) (laughs) expecting to take the other hand. (laughs) Not not from Tess. Let's be real. (laughs) Scaly boys forever. Um, Alustra. Well, I mean, there's, there's nothing over here, but. Yeah, sure. And I hold out a a hand and slowly turning green. <laughs> a, tar- a tarnished copper hand. Yep. So you guys are going to uh, escort Slash and Lenara past. I mean, the, you're going down the left side into the dark tunnel. Yeah. You're yes. going to escort yeah. them yeah. past. Just so if they pass by it, if yep. it's like a visual trigger for anything. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Uh Slash, Lenara, wisdom saving throws. Gotcha. Oh boy. 10. Uh, 11. Ugh. Uh, 11. As the two of you, or I guess it's all four of you, kind of pass by that intersection, Lenara, actually, Lenara, roll a D100, please. I want to, because I didn't get the chance last time. If that's a failure, use my favor by the gods. Okay. Um, so, Lenara, smelling gold, hears bagpipes in her head, and is like, God damn it, why didn't I use this on this last save? And now her save is a uh, 14. Okay. Um, in addition, is this a magical effect? Uh, well, you have advantage on magical uh, magic resistance, yes. I have advantage on any effects um, uh, that require saving throw from magical sources. Freaking you, Auntie. Exactly. It's one of the most broken things about them. Yeah, go. Uh, yes, you have advantage on this roll then. Nope. That's the, the 11 was better. <laughs> the 11 was better. Okay. Lenara, roll me that D100, please. Ah, poop. It might just be to see how additionally well you succeed. 66. So as you guys kind of go past the intersection, try to make your way down the left side towards the darkness, uh, Lenara and Slash. Both kind of like slap your hands away, take off running down that tunnel, pick up some mining picks, and start going to town on that vein of gold, and we're all going to roll some initiative. No. No. Man, this is great. I don't have to worry about stress modifiers or anything. Fuck you. (laughs) Colin, how'd you do? I got a 14. Adam? 17. No, 18. Slash. 16. Oops, Nine. Nine. All right. 
Alright, this is going to be a fun one. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> Lenara and Slash take off running. Lenara, you're the first to kind of reach the end of the tunnel. So much tempting glittery gold. You pick up one of these rusty mining picks, start going to town, and... Those of you still out, Lustra and, and Tess, you watch, like, Lenara's, like, really going at it. Like, she is exerting herself. She is, like, overexerting herself. She's going crazy. She's going bonkers on trying to mine this gold. Oh. Lenara, I need you at the end of your turn here to remove one strength and one constitution from your character sheet. Holy, Holy what? Fuck. What? Slash, you are right behind her. You can't help it. It looks so tempting. And the same applies to you. Oh, my God. You, Lucer and Tess, watch as Slash gives this vein of gold everything he's got and within seconds finds himself so overexerted that if you don't mind please take one strength and one con off of your character sheet i do very much mind i don't have very many of those (laughs) tess yeah what the hell do you do uh i look to lustra and say I thought we were supposed to be holding on to them. Uh, do you, you don't have any of your father's scrolls to stop this? I mean... Lenara um, has the bag of holding with the scrolls in it. All right, well, we have to get her first then. Um, and Tess is going to run up to Lenara, just grab her bodily around the waist, and try to yank her off of this wall. Okay. Um, so can I, can I try to like grapple her and like move her away? Absolutely, this is going to be contested by Lenara as she wants nothing to do with being pulled away from this beautiful vein of gold. I want me that gold, baby. <laughs> so, Lenara, whatever is higher for you, I'm guessing acrobatics, but I'm not really sure. Acrobatics yeah. is higher, especially now that you got minus one strength. All right, come on. Fuck. Roll low. How low is a natural 20? Higher than it? a five. Oh, that's a lot higher uh, than five. Oh, poop. Well, you go for a grapple. Lenora just kind of pushes you away as you reach her. Just like booty bounces me off. I like gold. <laughs> God damn it. No, Lenora. What are you thinking? I really wish this was something academic. I don't know why it's value based. Oh, D and D. I think of all the books I can buy. There it is. <laughs> Uh, uh, Lustra, help! And I'll end my turn there. Lustra, what the hell do you do? Uh, I'm gonna go up to Lenara, and I'm gonna make an unarmed strike. I'm gonna punch her and try and slap her out of it. All right. Be like, because seeing after, you know, Tess trying to yank her away, clearly something's not right in her head. So I'm I'm just going to yell, snap the hell out of it, Theridane, and 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 punch. Yeah. I'm doing this because I love you. Mm -hmm. It punches like auto success, isn't it? Or no, No, just the damage is regulated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damage is one plus strength. Regular, yeah, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. 
All right, let's see. Let's see. What's, uh, what's the magic number, Lenara? What's, what AC uh, is he 15, trying to... because I'm pretty sure got that mage armor. Do you? Yeah. Did yep. you? When? I think at some point, or my spells are too low. Well, regardless, uh, and we're always proficient with unarmed strike. Correct. So if that be the case, then I rolled an 18 to hit. 18 to hit is enough to punch Lenara. <laughs> Hooray! Wow. Yay. So I have a so right now, thanks to my strength being sapped, I have a plus one strength mod. So what? That's one one damage. Two two damage. Two points of damage to Lenara. Lenara, you kind of come back to your senses. Uh, you take two points of damage, <laughs> but you come back to your senses, kind of look at the rusty mining pick in your hand, and wonder for a moment what the hell you were just doing like you don't remember running up to this you feel super tired all of a sudden and you just got punched in the face <laughs> so that's fun too looser is there anything else you can do uh if i have remaining movement speed move over towards slash so i can do the same thing <laughs> and i'm just gonna say well snap the hell out of it slash you're next you're next slash Meat is weak. Or is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Or is awesome. I'll make a new body out of gold. Uh, That then is going to bring it back to Lenara. Lenara, you're feeling a little less strong, a little less healthy, but you're back to your senses, and it's your turn. You kind of look over to beside you. Slash is right there with one of these rusty mining picks in his hand, and he's just going to town. Sweat is already dripping from his forehead. The snakeskin sandals are covered in golden dust. (laughs) (laughs) He's going bananas over there. (laughs) So gaudy. Let's see how this goes. Um, She's going to try and take what's going in, realize that uh, if... If Lucia actually wanted to hit me, especially when I was otherwise distracted, it would be a lot harder than that. And she's going to try and just cold cock slash before Tess does it and fucking wrecks his face. (laughs) (laughs) You think I'm not adding necrotic damage? (laughs) (laughs) No, I rolled an 18. Yeah, my Uh, my number's 14. Okay, good. All right. Now, here's the thing. My unearned damage is one... But now my strength brings it down to minus one. So my unearned damage is zero. Is that enough to snap him out of it? Is zero enough? What do you think? <laughs> I hit him, but I can't do enough. <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately not. No. Yeah. So first of all, she realizes that it zapped her of that strength. She goes, I apologize, Slash. But if he can't hear me right now, I'm not sorry. <laughs> and I clear the way for Tess. <laughs> Tess is just like pouting, was like thinking that she wouldn't get to do it, and then like sees the like frail wayfish punch, and she's like, "Oh, baby." <laughs> that then brings it right back to Solash. Solash, you are still going ham on this gold vein. The rest of you watch as Slash like actually like falls to one knee for a moment, becoming completely exhausted, and he like brings himself back up and just keeps going, falls back to a knee, and then he's just like standing on or kneeling on his knees, still beating away, completely 
lost to his surroundings. There's nothing but that gold vein in front of you, Slash. I need you to go ahead and take another strength and another con off Holy your character sheet. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. So, we delved too deeply and too greedily. Yeah, no kidding. So that puts me at eight strength and eight con. Oh my god. That's a negative one on both of Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh fuck. Tess? Whose idea was it to go through that door in the fireball room? More, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. Tess is gonna see Salash take a knee and be like... What on earth? You you hate the manual labor, Salash? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> this is like the most uncharacteristic thing Salash has done this entire campaign, I think. Yeah. <laughs> show, to, show, to show such passion for anything. <laughs> and so, obviously, out of pure and immediate kindness, uh, Tess is going to back up, get a running start... And just, like, flying knee him in the back of the head. Oh, God. I'm imagining Super Smash Bros. Melee, just as knee from Captain Falcon. What a good friend. <laughs> the please, best friend. Please don't kill me. <laughs> V-trigger, baby! Ah, uh, that's 11 to hit. That, that misses. Wait, is he, does being on one knee mean he's prone? No. No, shit, Okay. That's all right. Um, I run up the wall and try to hit him with a Spanish fly. Bonus action and arm strike. Hey, that's a 23. That's definitely a hit. Yeah, that'll hit. That'll do. All right, now do I spend my key point on necrotic damage? <laughs> yeah, you do. Jesus. Ooh. How much health do you have, Slash? Uh, 20? <laughs> I mean, if I'd crit, maybe. <laughs> you take eight. Ow! Oh, God. Fuck! <laughs> Eight points. Eight points of flying elf damage. How uh, how much was it? Did you put the necrotic on it? No, no, no. That was that was just straight up. I rolled a four on the d four, oh, okay. and I have awesome dexterity. You nail slash, <laughs> and you know what? He was so deep, like so deeply fixed on his task. That that was almost not enough damage at this point. The longer you mine away, the harder it is oh, to come back to your senses. God. And that was almost not enough to snap him out of it. But Slash, you do snap out of it. All of you are out of initiative. All right, I hook the leg and I say, someone do a three count. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to roll for fear for being tied up? <laughs> man, oh man. Oh, That's... fuck. That was a rough one, eh? Oh, fuck. That what? was a rough one, I, eh? I'm, I'm literally going to drag Lenara around the corner out of vision of the gold vein. I'm fine. <laughs> and I'm going to yell the test, get, get him out of sight of that gold vein now. Uh, y- yeah, right away. Uh. Here, Salash, I know you're much stronger than me. I, like, lift you up with one hand. Oh, oh, dear. <laughs> and just, like, start dragging you away. Just sort of, you know, f- falteringly, just like, the fuck, gold, or or is not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, man, that was a fun one. As you oh. guys are leaving that tunnel as quickly as possible, dragging everybody out of there, maybe you, uh, 
some of the dust all over your sandals slash you you managed at this point to get a better look at it and are pretty confident that that whole thing was just pyrite anyway fool's gold oh you jerk (laughs) and those of you who lost your free will for a few moments come out of that not only drained of strength and con but feeling a little stressed out by what just happened. Lenar and Slash take a point of stress on top of all that. Jesus, fuck. Fuck. You are not pulling any punches with this. These these traps are worse than, like... Combat. (laughs) Boss fights. But David the player is thinking, dude, what the hell is at the end of it? It's gotta be good. (laughs) Like... Yeah, what if we let them mine a little longer? There might be something behind the pyrite. <laughs> oh, my lord. Now uh, what? Uh, okay, look, Lenara, I'm sorry I hit you, but you were acting crazy, and I needed to snap you out of it. No, that's fine. I understand. If it- I feel the same. I'm sorry Lin- Lustra hit you, Lenara. Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> so, Salash, you, Salash, you were in the same state as Lenara. Sorry we did what we did, but just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Rubbing his jaw, he looks over to, to Tess. When you hit me, you usually impart a lesson. What is the lesson here, Tess? The lesson here. She really likes punching you. <laughs> <laughs> All work and no play makes Silash a bruised boy. We'll come back to that one. <laughs> Uh, Lustra, I knew if you were going to kill me, it would be an arrow, and, uh, this conversation wouldn't be happening, so. Thanks for punching me. Well, just, I respect all of you, so just, you know, just wanted to be safe, is all. Almost taking a cue from Lenara, Slash looks half-heartedly at Tess. Thank you for punching me? (laughs) Tess just, like, like, oh. You awaken something in me. What is this? <laughs> this is more than I could have ever hoped for. <laughs> An apology and you got to punch him? Jesus. This is Tess's birthday. <laughs> really, though. But in all seriousness, that that was out of necessity. As much as I... As much as sometimes you might deserve... A, a slap across the head, Slash. This was not one of those times. Well, let's keep continuing. I kind of have a spell up, and I would like to make the most of it. So let's uh, keep going. That makes sense. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. And she'll cast Detect Magic, too. Okay. Detect Magic, and you still have what? Protection? From Evil and Good, From yes. Evil and Good. Both of those are 10-minute spells, yeah? Mm-hmm. Correct. You guys are now heading... Toward, like down the, the, the yeah, dark tunnel? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Shining the light down. I'm presuming that... I'm, I'm still taking is, point, yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. You guys travel down this dark mine shaft. Has a slight downward angle to it. Nothing too severe. Nothing too dramatic. You travel for about 200 feet... Before you come across a room, big old room, it's full of mine carts, it's full of bedrolls, pickaxes, you see some freshly mined out chunks of wall. The room is about 60 feet in diameter, 
and the bullseye lantern is shining green in multiple directions. It points out three separate places in the walls where diamonds are either partially mined out of the rock or perhaps just a few feet behind the the rocky walls. But the bullseye lantern lights up in three separate spots of this room. You've found what looks to be the current mining operation. This is where the dwarves were actively mining from not too long ago. As a matter of fact, there's a fire pit right smack in the middle of this room. And you see the coals in the fire are still warm. Like there's, you know, a little Mm. trickle of smoke coming out of the fire pit. There's also a tunnel that leads out of this room. And you can hear the distant sound of a hammer hitting an anvil with a very rhythmic beat. But yeah, it looks like you found the current mining operation. Bedrolls, pickaxes, green light. Man, tunnel leading out of here with rhythmic hammer. What do you want to do? All right, everyone, line up shots on these bedrolls and um, shoot mine every minecart. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I say we, we sneak up on that rhythmic sound and see what it is. I guess. Uh, is. Are any of the minecarts like partially full of ore or anything? Uh, a few of them have like some bits. Of, well, I guess give me an investigation. Give me an investigation. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. I mean, yeah, they're all. Some are half full. Some are pretty full. A couple are empty. There's a lot of minecarts in here. It's pretty clear that this this was an ongoing operation. Everything you can find in just the minecarts, though, are just. Kind of rocks that they stuff excavated. Yeah, from excavation there. materials that they plan on someday taking out of here. Just oh, get them out of the way. Fair. Um, looking at the campfire and the space surrounding it, um, uh, Slash would look to check for footprints, seeing if if there's he can get an idea of the number of people that were perhaps just here. Sure, survival. Mm, it's not terrible. That's that's still an eighteen. Eighteen. You find, you kind of, you know, make your way all across the room and find a few different sets of tracks. All of them appear to be dwarven footprints. And I mean, none of them look like they've been here for more than uh, maybe a day or two. So the question becomes, are the dwarves friendly to us or are they not? I feel like how we interact with them and as a first impression will dictate that i mean they could we are technically trespassing in their place of work so i can't imagine they would be too happy but maybe we could come up with a cover story we're attempting to reclaim the mine that has been overrun yes and maybe we were maybe we were chased down here and this was our only option and the door closed behind us so we are just trying to find a way out truthfully that is not too far from what's actually happened so is that the story we want to go with or are we heroic liberators I, I just say we go and talk like I mean 
I'm okay with giving the truth. We're here to get a couple of diamonds to help a friend. I mean, well, if we do have lots of money now, we could even offer to purchase some. Money that was acquired from this mine. (laughs) (laughs) But I can certainly appreciate the guile involved. Who says it's a dwarf hammering at that forge? I say we investigate first. All right. Should I take point on this one? The person who hates dwarves? Hmm. The person who can, and she like pulls up her hood and just like disappears behind one of the mine carts. Oh, I see what she's doing. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can turn off the bullseye. Well, if I turn off the bullseye lantern, what's the lighting situation? Uh, there's a very, very faint glow coming from the fire pit, but aside from that, no light. Okay, so mm, how about you just climb into one of the mine carts and I'll hang up beside it and I'll let you know what's going on. Yeah, I was about to say, because I can be pretty stealthy too, but if I can't, I, it, the light would give us away. So, Tess, go up and see what's going on. I'll stay back here. I'll turn off the bullseye lantern. Lenara, you'll be my eyes. And once they get close enough, I'll put the bullseye lantern back on if need be. Aye. All right, we'll at least see if it is a spectral dwarf, a real dwarf, or a very industrious goblin. <laughs> see what happens. Wearing dwarf shoes. So I would like to, as stealthily as I can, try to make my way up to the exit of this room and head towards the uh, rhythmic... Go down the the tunnel leading out of this room. Yes. See what's going on. How many mimics attack me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, real mimics. Give me that stealth check. Cool, cool. Hood is up. Um, Emma Slash would like to go to the edge of the room just before the tunnel. She disappears down the tunnel and just sort of hang out at the threshold. Um, uh, just to keep an eye and an ear out. Sure. Uh, it's 15. 15 on the stealth? Yes. And Tess starts to make her way down this dark tunnel with her elven eyes. As you're walking every few feet that you travel, that clanging of the hammer on an anvil, that very distinct sound keeps happening every few seconds, super rhythmic. And you end up having to travel the better part of 200 feet. Oh, geez. Mm. Uh, as you're towards the end of this hallway, when you're about 50 feet away from the end, I suppose, about 50 feet away from you, you eventually can make out the opening to a chamber. And you can see there's a very faint flickering light emanating from the entrance to that chamber. Still want to take a peek, Seas? I I think I do, yeah. You very stealthily, we can keep that 15, I think, take a very slow peek around the corner. The room, the room before you is 40 feet in diameter with ceilings 40 feet above you. The room itself is lit by that flickering glow. And as you peek in, you can tell that that glow is coming from a forge that's in the center of the room. You also see a dwarven smith. He's wearing a dirty blacksmith's apron with the ends of his long white beard tied into two braids and slung over his shoulders to protect them 
from the fires. Cool. Dwarven Smith is standing over an anvil next to the forge in the middle of this room, and he is just pounding away on this great shining axe. And occasionally, he kind of holds the axe up and looks at it and mutters to himself, Oh, it's still not quite right. He's just grumbling over there, over the imperfections of the axe. And then he continues on with his hammering. Sometimes he thrusts it into the forge to heat it back up. Sometimes he sticks it with a hiss into a nearby barrel of water. And after you've been staring at him for a few moments, you notice that you can partially see through the dwarf and all of his tools, the bellows in the room, the water barrel, even the flames of the forge in here seem slightly unreal. The only things here that appear to be solid are the forge itself, the anvil, and the axe. Okay. What do you do? That is not a solo mission if I've ever seen one. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to stroll right out, puff out my chest, and be like, Oh, hi there. I am a very tall dwarf. Uh, No, I I will, um, as quickly while remaining stealth as possible, just scurry back away, just like smear myself against the wall for like 20 feet. And then once I'm sort of out of range of like my footsteps not being muffled by the hammering, yep. just make make my way back to the to the group. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And sort of give a general description of what's happening. There's a spectral dwarf working on a what seems to be a real axe it's some something ethereal affecting the material plane this is very out of my wheelhouse was he moving the axe or his actions just happened to coincide with where the axe lies no occasionally he was picking it up yeah, putting it, up. it in the forge cooling it down complaining about it it's like ah oh, the imperfections complaining about it because of course he was (laughs) was there more than one these footprints indicate multiple dwarves i i only saw the one but i didn't venture any further because i mean i could probably make my way past the dwarf but i'm not entirely sure that i want to risk that with all of you back here it's about 200 feet up i guess the only uh i did forget one little detail in that and that is that there is uh, a, a door in that room. Okay. So... Like, there's another door We can go room. through. Yeah. It's yeah. a dead end. Yeah, there appears to be a way through, and I'm not sure if whatever haunting this dwarf is doing is exclusively based around perfecting this axe. It might be unfinished business, it's, or it may be another bagpipe wielder. Did it look like the one that we ran into earlier? No, he had this beard tied back. It's the only way I could tell them apart, really. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Why am I like this? Good role play into the elf. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the real thing, the real question we have to ask is, 
she like points out at the walls where the bullseye lantern had taken up effect. Do we want to try to crack anything else out? I mean, you still have magic up, and I probably spent about half of your duration right now. If we want to engage a spectral dwarf, I mean, you said you had your spell to protect yourself against that. I I say we... God damn. He could be friendly. Yeah, clan clan ideals die hard. Um, I say we go and engage it. All right, speaking first or get the drop speaking, on it? Speaking first. Like, I don't like the fact that it's here, but... What do we think we're going to do after this? We have maybe, hopefully, a nice spot to rest thereafter. I think that's a good idea. In that case, what if somebody looked like a dwarf? Go on. Oh, well, in that case, she casts Disguise Self and looks like a four-foot-nine dwarf. What the heck, Lenara? <laughs> She looked like one of the dwarves that were, like, uh, guards or one of the bodies we found before. Just, you know, female and intact from wounds. Uh, but, I've, but do you speak dwarvish? I mean, he was nope. cursing in common. He was complaining in common. <laughs> there I we suppose. go. That's it. I assume. Maybe Elvin? No, it was common. Okay. If anything, this will just piss him off more. Sorry, if under then this will just piss him off more. <laughs> oh no! So, Lenara goes up first. If the dwarf engages Lenara, we're all at the ready, and we get the jump on him. All right. I... At least the dwarf may be willing to speak to one of its own. We the the plan is like I mean those of us who are do, don't look like dwarves. If the conversation goes well, we are. Liaisons from the fellow on their ledge, Jasper Leafwood, the fellow who bought all of, who is buying like all of their diamonds for some reason or another. Oh yeah, you guys got that name from the the uh, chief engineer's room from the ledgers. <laughs> yeah. So I so mean, and, propo- and propose a trade. Yeah, sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> oh, Lustra, of course. <laughs> Lustra's eyes light up. A trade. <laughs> a trade, Ooh. and then I'll fall in love with him. Is is there anything we can do to better help you with this, Lenara? No, I, I, or your dwarf Nara. Lenara, Lenara. Uh, I can perform as best I can after uh, my rigorous. If anything, I feel the mining should help the uh, situation, but uh, somehow I don't think it will. Uh, all right. Uh, Sounds like a plan. Let's go and. Hop to it, I guess. So you guys are just jumping right on this. Lenara has disguised herself as a female dwarf. The most beautiful bearded dwarf you've ever seen. <laughs> Did you keep the word juicy on your ass or not? <laughs> yes, but this time it's in dwarven runes. <laughs> on fine made ringmail armor. Nice. Slash will go up to Lenara and grab her dwarven shoulder for a moment and says... Oh, I'm done here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that whatever you have in mind, that your natural charisma will carry you. And I certainly want to wish you the best. And he's going to go ahead and give her a bardic inspiration. All right. That sounds almost convincing, lad. (laughs) I'll take it. Oh, your your accent got a little smoother. Well, you know, that's all must be the bardic inspiration. Aye. 
Where's like the backhandedness I know, of your bardic right? inspiration? Yeah, what the shit? <laughs> it doesn't work. Try again. I look a foot lower. He doesn't know how to, <laughs> to backhand me right now. Despite how shitty you look, and then what he says. There you go. There you go. Maybe there's character development. Tess did just punch him super hard, and uh, there was a lesson involved. Maybe it might have been perhaps humility. This is the okay. one we got from it. Let's I'm, not kid ourselves here. <laughs> Excuse me, it was a flying crossbody. Broke right, some ribs. Right. I know this is a fantasy land, but <laughs> need to tone it down a bit, Miles. So Lenara looks like a dwarf. She has bardic inspiration. She mm. has juicy written on her ass. Juicy written in dwarven here, rooms. Here's, on your, her here's ass. your backhanded. You look better as a dwarf than you do as a woman. There it is. <laughs> there you go. Just oh, means I'm a very sick. What do you mean as a woman? <laughs> I thought you were going to wait. That's offensive on so many levels. You don't hit him harder next time. Let's go. I mean, I can do it again if you'd like. Oh, later. I'll save it for my birthday. Is everybody moving down this hallway? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I feel like we should move back, like move sort of like 60 feet back kind of thing. Okay, so Salash is 60 feet back. Lenora's kind of like right there at the corner. Where will Tess, where are you standing? Uh... Tess would like to be about 30 feet, sort of like equidistant between... So in the middle of those yeah, yeah. two. Looser, where are you? Yeah, I'll be right next to Slash at 60. Next to Slash at the 60 mark. Okay, so Lenora is right there. Lenora, you see the same scene that Tess described to you. This dwarven smith still banging away at this beautiful axe, occasionally taking a peek, he's at it. Grumbling about its imperfections, you watch as he shoves it into a barrel of water with a hiss. What do you do, Lenora? All right. Uh, well, oh, uh, we first have given all, you that jeweled mace as a prop. Oh, maybe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I think I should still have just enough detect magic to see what's going on. That last 10 minutes? No. Okie dokie. Bollocks! Bollocks, oh, I protection say. from evil now, too. Shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man. It, happen- it, it happens. No, because you guys did both of those things, like, back at the uh, yeah. Fool's yeah. Gold, right? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. gone. Sorry. Yeah. No totally worries. Gone. It happens. All right. Well, I'm just going to start walking up and go, Oh, hello there! Fantastic craftsmanship. It would make, I believe, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, Thromley Bother... Bottleborn will be proud of what you're producing right there. Thromnomly is the name you're going for. The dwarven smith doesn't even turn his head towards you to greet you. Keeps on banging his damn imperfections. Oh, I know how that feels. Uh, mind if I check your uh, closet over here to see if I can find some material to help your imperfections there? It doesn't take uh, insight for you to realize that he's not responding to you. Ah. He's ignoring you completely. Ah. He hasn't turned his head. Nothing. Oh, that's so ah, cool. This is fantastic. I like your work ethic. I've done been there by. Uh, no, let's just uh, go over here to this door. Not going to try to disrupt your work. And I'm going to try and like skirt the room and uh, look at the door. You want to make an investigation on it? I would love to. Sure. With too stress and probably no investigation. Fine craftsmanship. Oh. A, uh, uh, an outswing door. That's an 11. 
you look at a door and see nothing interesting. It's it, a door. It's nothing adorable. Weird. Nice. Mind nice. if I... You know what? Take inspiration. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. Aww. Don't. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that, like, digs me up from the backlog of negative inspiration I've got. Crawling up from, from oil. Uh, all right. Well, I guess I'm just going to see if anything's back here. She says, making sure her uh, companions can still see her. And she's going to open the door. Your hand kind of passes through it and brushes against rock. It's not there. What? Gold. Fuck, that's a good one. Um, She puts her head through it. (laughs) Bump your head on the wall. That's all right, I'm a dwarf. I love hitting my head on things. (laughs) I just said Anvil Forge Axe, eh? It seems those were the three things that were like like solid. Mm -hmm. Anvil, forge, not even the flames coming out of the forge seemed solid, but the anvil, the forge itself, and the axe. Oh, that's so cool! All right, well, uh, as she turns to the dwarf, as fine as that craftsman work is, I turn to uh, the rest of my party and start scurrying against the wall towards them. I... I'm not worthy to wield that, so I'd be absolutely fine to move on. Does anybody think they'd be in the uh, wheelhouse for checking his imperfections, as it were? Uh, and Tess is going to, like, squint for a second, and barely moving her lips, she's like, Do you mean that we're going to go through the door that doesn't exist? I hit my head on the fucking wall, what do you want? Well, I, mean, I mean, we'll go back the want- other way and take a nap. Do you want the axe or not? Does this guy self change your voice? <laughs> Lenar's inner thoughts are all in dwarven now. <laughs> she's also done some stage acting, so she's in character. Fair. I mean, it doesn't have to be a good accent. I mean, that'll be when, listen to test. That'll be when this dwarf kills me, and I bring back a dwarf as my relief character. Oh, that's fair. Should we? Scoot our way around the room to see if there's another exit covered by whatever ghost memory this is. All right, if you want, one second, and she'll do the same scooting. She is just, just a disguised dwarf feeling the wall, constantly facing towards the ghost dwarf in the center. I feel like we have to do something to the dwarf. We can take his axe and probably deal with it, but I don't need an axe, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't I think, think any of us need an axe. The only anyway. one who does is would use it would be Lustra. Hopefully we find something, though. Yeah. Beautiful axe. Well, I'm 60 feet down the tunnel, so I don't see it, so I can't admire it. How beautiful is this axe, Justin? Pretty beautiful. Ooh. I'm not proficient in axes, but ooh. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, remind me what the current plan is. Um, Well, is this the dead end at the end of the... Is this a dead end at the end of the tunnel here, or... No, it's not a dead end. There's a big old room with a dwarf in it. Yeah, but like, is there anything <laughs> beyond that? Like, does the tunnel keep going? Like, is this sort of like an offshoot? Or oh, gotcha. No, no, no. Okay, he's undead, so it's definitely a dead end or not. Uh... I don't know. It might be an illusion, and I don't have a pun for that. Yeah, because like the only perceivable exit was covered in stone. Was it turned out to be stone? So. That might Maybe mean... the stone's a perceivable exit. Did it seem like 
uh, like like flat carved stone or like a rock fall sort of stone. What the wall that she bumped her head on? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not pol. It wasn't polished. No, it was like sharp rock. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we missed something in the in the diamond room. Or it's a greed thing, or we're not saying the right names. Or we could just start axing away at the diamond and see if that does anything. Oh, there we go. I mean, the dwarves would have had to go somewhere. Like, the the thing that's going on in my head right now is they're all about, like, weird secret doors. I'm like, the, the forge is dark. But it's being it's being lit by ghost fire. I wonder if the forge itself is the pathway to the next section of wherever this mining company is. Or maybe this is just the only mine that they have. But it still doesn't seem like we've reached whatever they uncovered too deeply and too greedy. Unless it was the bagpipes. Which I too doubt. Powerful. Yeah, I that's, doubt. That's it. That is a really good point, though. Slash found quite a few dwarven footprints. And as far as you know, that the room with the anvil and the forge, this room where the dwarven smith is grumbling about this imperfect axe is the only path left that you haven't gone down. So where the fuck are those dwarves? Where are those little fuckers? Hopefully, we find out next week. I run up and grab the axe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'll have plenty of time to work on my offensive accent. (laughs) 